Hey, welcome down to our leadership podcast. I'm really excited to be here with uh, Jay Parker, our next-gen pastor here at Sunny Hill. He did a great session yesterday on looking at The Ideal Team Player, which is a book written by Patrick Lencioni. There we go. There, we, there it is, if you're interested. Something worthwhile getting and having a read. And so for the next few minutes, we're just going to do some Q&A to unpack the session a little bit yesterday, and hopefully you find this um, really, really helpful. And so we're going to jump straight into the questions. Jake, to start off with, if there's one thing you wanted people to take away from the session, what would it be? I think... Um to be a stronger team player, um, I think it's always good to be developing uh, ourselves and our own characteristics, our own strengths and, and weaknesses. And so I think uh, to just to be stronger in, in being a, a team player as a leader, um, it's really important to be able to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, at Sunny Hill, we, we really are driven by wanting to build big and healthy teams. So hopefully you're going to find us helpful for your ministry as we drive ahead. So in the live session yesterday that you ran, you spoke about the three qualities of an ideal team player or mm -hmm. the three things that could make up an ideal team player. Can you unpack a little bit about what they are and also a little bit about what each one of the areas actually means? I know you're going to use words that will need some defining. Yep. So um, in the book, um, Patrick uh, Licioni, I don't know if that's even pronounced right, um, it's Italian, who cares? Um, is that gonna be, am I going to get taller for racism? I don't know, no, just go, go for it anyway. All right, cool. There's three components that make up um, a team player, and he says um, that rather than having one, uh, he says that the, the, the benefit of having three and strengthening yourself in all three um, is a game changer. Uh, the first component is uh, humility and um, being humble. Um, and so he defines this in a number of ways. He says uh, it's about lack of ego, um, um, no, not concerning yourself or too much over status. Uh, he talks about being quick to point out the contributions of others, so you're, the people in your own team. And um, he also says about um, sharing the credit, so emphasizing this idea of success is collective, not kind of individual, and then being able to, to, to speak over that over your own teams and, and that being a real key element of, of being an ideal team player. So humility is massive. We know that that's found in Scripture. We know that um, God opposes the proud. He lifts up the humble. And, and so um, that was the first component. The second component, um, he talks about is hunger. Um, and he talks about this in a way of, um, of how hungry you are as a, as a team player and, uh, to be able to see the mission um, uh, succeed. And, and he talks about uh, drive and passion being uh, really, really uh, key. We know that passion ignites passion. And so um, you've probably experienced this with your own team. If you've got one person in your team that is massively passionate, that stirs on other team members around them. And so uh, that's another key component, um, hunger and drive. And then the third one, uh, com key component would be um, people smart. I've not got another H. So hum humble, hungry, and then smart. And it's being about people smart. So not about your intellectual intelligence. Mm. It's not about how many books you've read, but it's about being able to be aware in a group dynamic um, in a group setting, um, the chemistry um, that's involved. And so he talks about this. I'll just define um, this idea of what it is to be people smart. He says um, it's good judgment, intuition around the subtleties of group dynamics um, and how our words and actions impact the ones that we're around. Um, and he says it's about common sense being around people. Not everyone has that ability. And, um, and he talks about it being key. So there are three components, humble, hungry, and smart. They're the, they're the three. Um, That's really good. Yesterday, Jake gave out a little questionnaire for us to do, to answer a few questions, just to see where we fall into that kind of spectrum. How humble are we? How hungry are we? How people smart 
are we? And, and even now, I'd encourage you to do that. Just take a moment and just kind of reflect a little bit on what you think other people may perceive you as being or what you even perceive yourself as being. How hungry are you? How humble are you? How people smart are you? Uh, I found that really challenging Great. kind of yesterday just to think through um, for myself. Uh, one of the things that kind of emerged yesterday and as I've been thinking about it is obviously everybody will embody these qualities to a measure. Everybody yes. will have some humility. Everybody will be hungry. Everybody will be people yeah. smart. Would you see that certain qualities could be more dominant in someone than others? Do you think it's always kind of just a weirdly equal blur? How do you see that kind of unfolding or panning out? Yeah, so um, one of the areas that he speaks about is often there will be lack in one of the three. And, um, and when you are able to identify what the lack is, so whether that's humility or whether that's lack in, in hunger and drive or, or lack in being able to be like people aware, people smart. Um, he then says that there's different characteristics. There's another layer to the to the ideal team player that, that, that you can talk about. And I'll just speak about them really quickly. Um, the next layer, if, you're a, if you lack people smart, then it, he talks about it in, in, a, in a way that you'd be the, like an accidental mess maker. Um, because you have the humility, you have the hunger and drive, but you end up saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing. Mm. Um, and you could have all the right intention, but because you just lack that awareness with, mm. with a group dynamic or in a team dynamic, um, it could be a real problem. Mm. And um, he talks about this as, as a kind of component, which would be the accidental mess maker. Um, maybe there's people in your team that you can think about that that, that would be the case. Um, and that would just be uh, able, we'd want to be able to speak into them where they can actually say the right thing and do the right thing in a group dynamic, be able to be yeah. a bit more aware. Um, so that would be that one area of lack. If there's another area of lack in humility, um, which he would he would put that down to this idea of being a skillful politician. So you might have people in your team that could speak um, really well in a group dynamic and be really comfortable in, in, in being in that, that, that setting. And you might even have the right person in terms of hunger and drive. But if there's lacking humility, then he says that it's just wishy-washy words, sentences that don't actually account to anything. And, and, and actually over a long period of time, that becomes really... Mm unhelpful in a team mm. and in building team and in becoming an ideal team player because um the lacking humility is 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 um is a, is a massive massive thing and then um, and so that would be uh, identified as the skillful politician where we where, you know they say the right things yeah um, but they don't there's not there's nothing underneath it's yeah. kind of at the surface surface yeah. value sort of thing and um so that's kind of the interplay between going if you maybe have two dominant characteristics over one of yeah. the other ones so maybe the person, so like you were saying, they could really be hungry and people smart, but if they lack humility, they'd be the skillful politician. Yes. If they're kind of humble and have people smarts but lack hunger, they would be, um, what was the phrase that you used, um, which was really, really good. Sorry, you got it written right there. The lovable slacker. Yes, that's the one, yeah. Um, and then if you were humble and hungry, but you didn't have any people smarts, you'd be the accidental mess maker. Yes. What happens if one of those qualities is really dominant? So maybe I don't have a mix of all two mm -hmm. with one less dominant. What happens if like I'm really humble, mm -hmm. but you lack, I lack hunger too, and I hack and I yeah, lack question. So um, one thing that he says is that you become easily moved out of the way. So if you if you were um, kind of overly hungry and lacked humility and being able to be people smart, then you would be like a bulldozer. Yeah, hint, hint, Richard like a bulldozer. Um, where you just push people aside to get your agenda, yeah. and uh, and you um, and you don't take on board any any what anyone else or anyone is yeah. saying to you around you, um, and the the humility. If you are overly humble, I know that's a crazy kind of sentence. I don't even know if that's even possible, but it's a heavy um, burden. Yeah, yeah. It's a heavy if, burn if you lack carry. really realistically, if you lack hunger and you lack that ability to be people aware, 
then you become like a pawn in, in the game of chess where you're just kind of like thrown to aside and your ideas aren't really taken on board. And then the people smart one, if, you, if you're just kind of that, you lack humility and hunger, mm. then you become just like the charmer where you're just kind of always saying the right thing. Yeah. Um, but the lovable slacker is really interesting because that's where, and there may be people in your own teams that you can think of where there is humility and there is that awareness to be kind of people strong in, in that setting. But the hunger and drive lacks and then... And then that's where they become enjoyable to be around, but they kind of are, are slacking in certain ways. And, and, and there's always those, those characteristics as well. So That's um, great. And do you have any kind of insight into how we can deal with these kinds of people who may be on our team? What happens if we have somebody who's um, the accidental nest maker? Yes. How do, how do we work with them? How do we deal with them? What do we do with them? So I think one of the strongest ways to, to, to speak into those areas is to model it ourselves as leaders. Um, if we are around people that are lacking humility, the best way for them to catch that is, is to see us outwork that in our yeah. own lives, in our own leadership. Um, and so... Um, we need to model leadership, we need to model uh, what we want to see take place and happen, the characteristics that we want to see around us. Um, also, I think that, that we need to call it out in the moment, in the small things as well as in the big things. Um, so if there's, um, if there's a, a kind of a small thing that you know that could turn into a big thing, then take the opportunity when it comes, because um, there'll be growth, there'll be learning and development in, in those opportunities. Um, and I think it's really important to, to do that. Um, yeah. I think... Um, the, what's interesting is um, is sometimes we'll wait for a bigger opportunity or wait for the, the wrong thing to happen when actually we can encourage people as well and um, and when they're doing the right thing that we're seeing and we want to see more of, then in those moments to take hold of them and say, that was awesome, that yeah. was so cool, we value that really highly. And um, and it may be something um, yeah. not kind of like really easily recognisable, but, but you're recognising it because you want to see more of it. And um, yeah. I think that's, that's a great way to lead, um, yeah. and especially in regards to team. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I think one of the hardest things to do is to call out positive behavior or the values that we would see in people when they're actually doing it. Yes. It's a lot easier to call out yeah, the negative or to true. say, hey, you're not doing that really well and it's easy to spot. But I think if we can flip that and create a habit where we're yeah. calling out the positive, it kind of creates an environment where people go, wow, I could emulate, rise up to meet that. You said that so well there, Rich. Really, Thank really you. Good. That's all right, mate. I appreciate that, Jacob. <laughs> Um, I don't really know what to do with that. We'll probably cut that bit out of this because that's just really lame. What can you um, do? Well, one of the things that was interesting, and I don't know what your reflections were on it, yesterday one of the questions that emerged was this question of the idea that there's how we perceive ourselves, mm -hmm. how other people will perceive us, yes. and then potentially even how our team perceives us or the makeup of our team, as if there's kind of three different prongs mm -hmm. to the ideal team player. Mm -hmm. um, and we were conscious with one of the people yesterday, they were um, saying from themselves, this is how I see myself. Yes. I see myself lacking in this area mm -hmm. where someone else on the team basically said the opposite. I think you've really got that. And mm -hmm. so this duality between my own perception and the perception of the other mm -hmm. team. How, how do we navigate that really well? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's really interesting um, because I guess this idea of the way that we perceive our, ourselves might not be the way that, that others perceive us in, in, um, in our strengths and weaknesses. Um, I think one thing just to mention, our strengths and weaknesses are normally really tied together. They're normally kind of really close. And, um, and so identifying strengths and weaknesses in ourselves is really important. Um, other people being able to speak into our strengths and weaknesses, the closest ones to around us, really, really key. And then this idea of, of, um, of doing it together, where we're actually we can say, hey, look, yeah. this is what it's like, and then there's a balance kind of merge of both. It's really great. And then there's this other area, which is kind of like a mystery area, and that's things that you'll work out for, along the way. 
um, in terms of your strengths and weaknesses. And um, But this idea of perception is really important. So it's really important for me as a leader to hear what you have to say. Yes. Um, because otherwise I'd be maybe living in a false reality. Yeah. Um, and actually what I have to say is really, really, really matters as well yeah. um, in, in becoming this. So with strengths and weaknesses, these characteristics, it's important to be honest as, as in yourself, but also be able to be show humility yeah. and be able to take on board what other yeah. people say. It's really um, good. And there may be perceptions of other people that they have of you which aren't true. That's okay. Yeah. Um, because there's certain areas, if you've got people around you that, are, that, that you know is actually, that will resonate normally. Yeah. Um, and it will be on the ground at face value, be able to recognize it for what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, think, I think that kind of... Yeah, that yeah, that's good. really, I mean, that's really, really good. One of the things I was thinking yesterday was that when it comes to the area of perception, and one of the other guys on the team brought this up, is how we presence um, each other inside of that's really important because sometimes yeah, yeah. someone's perception of the team member or a team player isn't an accurate representation mm -hmm. of how they really are. Mm -hmm. They may not be seeing everything that's going on behind the scenes or what kind of that person's done yeah, in a build yeah. up to here. They may be only seeing the final product, mm -hmm. which may make people perceive them to be the lovable slacker yeah, yeah. or the skillful politician. Yeah, and cool. actually, when you presence the full picture of that yes, person yeah. within those conversations, and I think as leaders, that's, that's extremely important for us to do. Yep. How we present our team members in those conversations will set a tone. It'll also mean that they'll presence us yes. in those conversations that are happening. Just to add to that as yeah. well, I think it's really important that, um, that we are able to speak things into our team or into the individuals um, that they may not be aware of. So, um, you know, I, I said yesterday, I, I called it out Angelina um, on our team is one of the most humble people. And um, she didn't, recognize that in her own self yeah. um, but you know enable for me to be able to speak that and say hey look we, we actually really think that this is a real strength and um, that recognition comes and it's, it's just edifying and encouraging yeah. I think and that brings a bit more clarity and, and strength for, for going forward so um, yeah I think call it out for what it is with it where you're, you'll have individuals in your own team um, speak speak into the strengths speak into the into them and that will lift up the weaknesses for sure yeah. So in your own leadership and on your own team, how has this content of looking for the ideal team player, somebody who's humble, hungry, and also got people smart, how has this impacted your own leadership, but yeah. also how you're leading your team? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think it's impacted my own leadership in, um, in knowing what I need to improve on. Um, so I know that I can often slip into the, the skillful politician, which means I can say the right thing, but it's not... It's just it's surface. It's not yeah. just kind of face value, and so um, so I want my team members to call out um, if I'm if I'm not being humble or, or if I'm not showing humility. It's one of the best things I think is is it for my team to call it out for what it is, um, and then I guess it allows me to see that within other team team members as well. If there's certain areas where I want to see more of that outwork itself then I need to show that and model yeah. that in my own leadership. Yeah. Um, so if it's hunger and drive, then I want to be the most passionate person in the room. Um, and I think that will then stir passion in, in the team members that we have around us. So if you want to see the things happen, then model it yourself. And if you want to be able to lift up a certain standard in your own life, your own characteristics, then press into it, get people to speak into it, be, be able to, to, to call it out for, for, for what it is in the moment. Um, uh, yeah, they would be the two, the, the two really helpful things for me personally that I yeah. found it with. Um, yeah, uh, that's really great. I mean, we're going to pull this um, to a close. If I help you found this really, really helpful, I'd really recommend get the book if you can. The Ideal Team Player. You can get it on Amazon um, by Patrick pa 
Patrick Lencioni. That nearly went horribly wrong. Um, and well with having a read. I suppose my big three takeaways is to think through how do I perceive myself? Mm. So how do I see myself doing in these three areas? Uh, am I displaying humility? Yeah, it's good. Am I play, displaying people smarts? Do I have mm. people smarts? And am I also displaying hunger? And actually getting quite intentional in accessing development to help yeah. form those and help yeah. make them better. The next thing is to think through how do people perceive me and how does your team perceive you? Yes. Because perception can ruin or make influence. Mm. And so you don't want people to have a false perception of who you are. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just need to be better at being more honest about the build-up in decision-making or thinking or journey, yeah. bringing us to the point um, some people may look and go, wow, that person's a um, lovable slacker and they haven't actually seen the 15, 20, 30 hours of hard work, drive, yeah. trying to come to the right place and the right conclusion to produce the outcome that seems to have just happened within a moment. Mm. So I think we need to be better at thinking through how do others perceive me? But I also think us just understanding the makeup of our team, mm. understanding that for some people, this is where they are in their journey. Yeah. That's going to help alleviate frustration help us be able to understand why certain team members are acting in the ways they are yeah. or responding in the ways they are, but also help us to know what we can begin to speak into, mm. into the lives of our team members. Uh, at Sunny Hill, team is so important to us. It's true. And building great team, we know, is the future of the church. And so we really hope that you found the session helpful and looking for the ideal team player. Um, I suppose the challenge is, are you the ideal team player? Am mm. I the ideal team player? Yeah, yeah. Is Jake the ideal team player? Um, because we should really strive to become that as strong as our teams are, is as strong as the ministry is going to be. We hope you guys have a great rest of the week. We look forward to seeing you around at the various events at Sunny Hill. And if you don't come to Sunny Hill but watch this, have a great rest of your week. Check back soon for another video.